And that's when I laminated my test. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Cinematic Suffering. Hey, I pasted mine to my inner thigh. How are y'all <laughs> doing tonight? I hope everyone's having a, a great, had a great weekend. We're releasing this probably on Tuesday, August 1st. Yep, that's when it comes out. Uh, you know, when upon the recording of this, uh, RIP uh, Pee Wee Herman, we just found out yep. that, that, that the passing of the uh, great Pee Wee Herman, one of the, uh, you know, if you are a Gen Xer, he was a big part of your childhood and a big part of your adolescence. He, uh, yeah. He was uh I remember watching him as a kid on when we had when he was on Saturday morning, you know, with the Pee Wee's Playhouse and it's yeah, being entranced with it. Not really entranced, I would watch it. I'm not going to say I was like fully engaged in no. you know, the children's television show, but you know, I would watch it and I I have fun with it. And of course, you know when he he started doing more like off-kilter roles that weren't really, you know, when he was in Cheech and Chong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was yeah. He, he was in the movie Blow, wasn't he? Oh, I think so. Yeah, he was. Yeah, selling and, the selling that yayo, and uh, and then uh, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie. I remember when that came out. That that was like one of the real first times I was like, yeah, that's fucking Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> that's Pee Wee. So yeah, R.I.P. Uh, Mr. Rubens. You'll you'll be missed. Rest in peace, indeed. Well, Clay, uh, we we the bits and chunks. If you don't know by now, is just something where Clay and I get together and we just talk about random shit. You know, that we may have seen over the weekend or over the week or whatever. Uh, we're talking about movies, horror movies specifically, and uh, yeah, we're we're still working on our our death metal write up. So stay tuned for that. That is coming along well. Very and, excited. Uh, but we figure we get another episode of bits and chunks out there and let not leave uh, the masses of you waiting for content. So. That's right. That's right. Because because people get surly when we don't put out regular content. Regular hate mail, even from all of our sponsors. They say, "Hey, you're supposed to have uh, an, at least two episodes a week." And you know, when we get back to them, thank you for paying us thousands of dollars for your sponsorship. But uh, we go on. We we march to our own drummer. That's right. That's right. I'm just waiting for the inquiry from, and I'm not going to say their name because they they're not getting uh, freebies from us. But the uh, the folks that advertise the shavers for your balls i'm just waiting on that that call yeah. it seems like they have their tendrils in every other podcast why not us well guys uh, well i guess let's go kick it off here then uh about what we've seen recently now um i'll start off because you had suggested a couple of films to me and uh, one of them was the influencer the movie influencer that is yeah. streaming on shutter right yeah, that was one that um, has come up uh, multiple times in various, uh, you know, best films to watch on Shutter, uh, my various YouTube searches that I go on, those rabbit holes. And influencers come up a couple times. <clears throat> Pardon me. It um, At a glance, if I was just to watch the trailer, I wouldn't think that it looks like something that would necessarily be down my alley or, right. or uh, you know, something that I would, I would be necessarily be that interested in. But um, I gave it a shot, and I really loved it. So, yeah. And uh, let me start off here real quick. That uh, we're gonna we'll be talking about spoilers. So if anyone hasn't seen these movies, I, I would highly recommend seeing them and then coming back. Or if you haven't and you don't care, then you know you're gonna hear, hear some spoilers. Um, but yeah, I, I went off that recommendation for influencer, and I thought it was gonna be like one of those typical, you know, th there is like a, kind of a slew of um, thriller horror, I guess. Um, movies that are set within the social media realm of, you know, influencer kids trying to, you know, on social media and it leads to whatever um, debacle that they're in. And 
but you know, uh, I trust your I trust your judgment, and I'm like, okay, let's go to let's go with influence with an open mind, and knowing that, and not knowing what I was going to watch, it it. it I think it flipped the script on its head. You know, it did it a really one eight. It did a one eighty where I thought, "Holy shit, this just got real." And there's a so we're started off. I'm not gonna we're not gonna go and deep dive these movies, but this is a movie where you think it's about this one influencer that starts off, and then uh, I guess I won't spoil it too much. It, it just she gets her t- world turned on her head by uh, a person that she meets in Thailand. Uh, on one of her travels and from there it's just this weird wild ride of backstabbing identity theft yeah uh, yeah yeah like it's just it's identity theft and just um it, yeah it just it goes in these it zigs when you think it's gonna zag it it was it was really surprising and i thought it had a, a pretty good satisfying ending too it wasn't one of those things where okay it was all good up to this point and then the ending is kind of flat i thought it yeah. i think it ended well and it was a satisfying ending, uh, well deserved. I think uh, if we if we know what we're talking about, the way we're talking about the antagonist that is in the movie, uh, yeah, it was a well deserved yeah. end. Yeah, I loved it. It, it um, you know, it it looked beautiful for one thing. It was shot in in Thailand, and it, it it's one of those movies that uh, you know, like we're we're both creeping into middle age now, and um, it's one of those movies that looks at a glance like if you're just going to look at it on a surface level like uh watch the trailer or whatever it looks like it's going to be one of these movies that that just makes you feel alienated and old like oh god it's about some um you know at a glance yeah just phone up like just can't live a moment of her life without her phone without her face in the frame and and putting herself into this instead of just living life she's got to be you know this this social media presence and you know oddly what I loved about the movie is, is you think that it's going to be about that, but it's yeah. not, it's kind of, it just, it just kind of turns into this completely different narrative and, and it, it, it keeps you, you guessing it. it um, it's one of those movies that kind of uh, undermines your expectations without it being completely irritating. It wasn't right. one of these movies where it's just like, let's kill off the protagonist. Cause that's, that's so, <laughs> un- that's so original and unexpected. They don't right. go there with it, but it, you, you don't really, see it come and what like i at one point in the movie and i can't even remember what my um you know i turned to my partner and i was like this is what's going to happen this is going to be the the thing this is going to be the twist and it wasn't and that was that was kind of refreshing that they um you know kind of like you know usurped your expectation by not (laughs) doing the obvious thing so that, that was definitely a recommendation yeah, definitely recommend. We also get the uh, now. I haven't seen uh, this actor before, Cassandra Nod, uh, N A U D. Um, yeah, she she played uh, the the antagonist in the film, and boy, she did a, a fantastic goddamn oh, job. She and, was she was great. And I I may be wrong about this, but I believe that she actually that that birthmark is really there. That that's yeah, it's an actual it's an actual birthmark. Uh, she has a birthmark on her face, uh, and at first you're like when I first saw it, I was like, is this like just a makeup effect or did they just add this for, I don't know, flavor or something, but no, the, she actually does have, and despite, despite its weird appearance, it, it's still not off-putting at all. She, she shines right through it. But yeah, that, that was another small kind of smart thing that the movie did was that they, they, they don't address it. It's not like you, you totally expect the scene where somebody's looking at it and then she's like, what are you looking at? Like you can almost write right. that scene in your head and they didn't do it. They just, yeah. they, they just didn't go there. And it was, um, 
it, it's it kind of speaks a lot to the just kind of the the wittiness and and kind of the fresh take of the of the director which was uh curtis david harder so yeah. um looking forward to checking out more work by by that director and see what else they come up with yeah yeah i'm definitely uh um curtis david harder i'm wondering if he was the boyfriend also in that in the movie it's possible i didn't do too much of a deep dive into this no he he wasn't he was okay um okay yeah so that's influencer uh, highly recommended uh, by both of us Uh, if you haven't seen it it's streaming on shutter at the moment that's right that's right i see uh, well what do we we have next on uh, what's on your list um uh, one that you recommended right it's it's kind of weird these kind of uh like uh you know coincidences that pop up in life um yeah uh our good friend tony salvaggio um was gracious enough to guest star uh, an episode or two back of, of bits and chunks and he recommended brooklyn 45 was one of the many um uh, movies on his list of recommendations and then but right before we recorded this episode you recommended it also. So yeah. I checked that one out this this uh, just last night, actually. So it's still pretty fresh in my memory uh, just to get a, an idea, uh, you know, of, of, of what it was about. It was um, 2023 is when it debuted. So it's a pretty new movie. It's a, a supernatural thriller directed by uh, Ted uh, Gagan. Is how his name's pronounced. I had to look that up. Yeah. Um, starring uh, Anne Ramsey, Ronnie Rames, Jeremy Holm, Larry uh, Fessablin, uh, Ezra Buzzington, and other people. It's got a. It's it's um, interesting now this isn't, movie. This isn't the same Anne Ramsey that was in the Goonies as uh, Ma Fr- Fratelli. This is a different yeah. Anne Ramsey, by the way. So we had, yeah, she'd be a much older lady by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and she also passed away in like '89 or '90. Yeah, I had yeah. to look it up because I saw the name Anne Ramsey come on, on the credits, and I was like, that sounds really familiar. And then when I looked it up, the first name pops up is Grandma is Ma Fratelli, Fratelli from the Goonies. So well, maybe I dropped you on your head once, maybe twice. Drop, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, only in hindsight do we realize how fucked up the Goonies was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we should definitely do a whole episode on that mm. one. <laughs> but right, uh, right. Brooklyn Four Five, yeah, I, I recommended it, and it, it's you know there's there's some things I I felt were flawed about it, of course. Uh, Me but, too. You know, I think I recommended it before I got to the end of the movie. I think by that point I was like, oh, I was engaged in what was happening and the the mystery that was hap- that was surrounding what was the events that were going on i, I know i'm being very general i but I, I guess we can go a little bit detailed there's um post the, war yeah. post world war 2 right post world war 2 friends get together who are in the war in significant positions of power and they the the colonel who's there the main guy or the main guy who gets them to the house he wants to perform a seance because his wife just killed herself he wants to know if there's anything out there he's lost his faith in you know any kind of religion or you know that there's anything out there so he wants to have this seance and he thinks he can do it and this friends just kind of scoff at him and what we're seeing is just pretty much a it's almost like a teleplay it it's where you have it's very enclosed location. There's only like five, six people in the movie. Um, maybe five, six, including it's a, the, it's a, it, it's the, the, yeah, the Colonel, the, the interrogator, her husband, um, the, the other dude, the other dude, the other dude, six, and yes. then seven, if you count the, uh, you know, the German the, lady, the German lady. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, 
and it was one of those things. I also one thing I credited for it was because it, the cast is older, so it's not a it's not a cast full of you know young you know Gen Xers. I say young Gen. I mean Gen Xers and up. You know this right. is a, these are uh, older actors that really carry themselves. Anne Ramsey is amazing. She just does a, a great job as the interrogator, and her husband Bob, uh, the guy who plays him, is just really good. Um, they were at, they were all good in their way. Uh, yeah. So I mean. But what what was your opinion? I, you know, I, I I I I'm interested to talk to you about it. Um, I I liked it as I liked it. Um, this the, you know when you said that that it had its flawed. I thought that the middle section kind of felt like a labor. To be honest with you, it was yeah. the the whole teleplay quality. That's one of the first things that I that I noticed about it was that it felt like it was um, intended to be a play, and yeah. then it was almost like it was written to be either a play or a movie or, or it was, you know, like intentionally close set, yeah. um, very acty, very, and it, it had that stage play kind of presence where uh, the actors are really projecting. I, I, I felt like it, it's reach exceeded its grasp conceptually. Yeah. If that's, that's a very pretentious way to say that it was, um, it, that it was trying a little bit harder than it than it could achieve the uh actors were all great there's no yeah. disrespect to any of them but it was it was almost like the movie wanted to be better than it 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 had the ability to to be it was a little right. bit um it, it was a little bit of a labor to get through in certain spots but yeah what it did right it it was it did right enough to where i could still recommend it um you know, it's like we talk about this a lot on on this podcast. That horror movies kind of come with a certain amount of grace that you give them. Yeah. You know, like they're 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 not going to hold up to, um, you know, kind of like very serious, you know, mainstream thrillers, the ones that get like Oscar consideration right. or anything like that. You yeah, I think uh, also uh, when I first saw that because I I had I was debating whether to watch this several times over as i've seen it cross my path various at various moments when i'm just uh, searching for stuff and the thing is is the 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 theatrical poster or the thumbnail that they use for the movie it's it's i don't think it represents what no. the movie is it, it looks like a comedy it looks like a horror comedy from the way it's presented and that's what i originally thought it was um, going to be have some humor in it it's going to be you know this weird horror comedy it had high ratings i was like let's give it a try and of course it just takes you on a different path it's, it's yeah. a super super serious movie where you know these about you know mental health and and uh, moral quandaries and questions that come up to play with throughout your life and in war and it, it was it was very talky head talking talking heads i don't know if that's a correct term for what no it's I think that yeah. that encompasses it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and yeah, you're right. It, it just uh, I I remember, like I said, I recommended to you, but I think I was like halfway through it, <laughs> and I hadn't really watched the rest. I was oh, you should, probably should check out Brooklyn Four Five, but I, I think I would have still recommended it to you anyways. But um, it, it did start falling off for me near the end, um, especially because uh, one of the major plot points is is the next door neighbor. Uh, was the was the German lady who's and her family next door spying for the Nazis during the war, and the wife of the guy who killed herself, the wife of this colonel, killed herself because she, no one believed her. No one believed that she, that that all the accusations she made to the to this uh, German family that was living next door to her were being ignored. Um, 
it was hinted at that maybe this German lady even murdered the wife, you know, by cutting her wrist to make it look like a suicide. Um, but it, all of that didn't really play that well. Uh, by the end, yeah. I was just like, uh, questions weren't really answered. The Bob comes out of his shell with some kind of <laughs> just starts shooting people just to get the hell out of there. It, I mean, you have to see what I'm talking about. Just I'm not going to yeah. explain the entire movie, but you know, if you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it, the, the the way it resolves itself is a little bit sudden, and um, it you know it was a movie I had to you know I like I kind of liked it a little bit more having had a, a day or so to uh, to kind of think back on it. We watched it last night actually, so. You know, it hadn't even been a full 24 hours. Um, what, what kind of bugged me about it turned out to be what I kind of ended up liking about it, if that's if that makes sense. Like initially okay. I was like, OK, so ghosts like, you know, like you have this I like this this whole idea about the afterlife. When you die, do you gain some kind of uh, of clarity, uh, you right. know, like it. In the context of, of movies, you know, it's like any kind of supernatural horror movie uh, kind of um, operates on the assumption that there's a that there's an afterlife and that we kind of go on in some ethereal way. Right. And it's like, OK, so in the context of this movie, so you you carry all of your bigotry and your hatred and your nationalism and all these ugly things, you carry that with you into into the afterlife and that that kind of that kind of bugged me a little bit but then i realized well maybe the movie what the movie is trying to say is that war is this this you know toxic force that does that to people and it affects them so badly that they can't even let that go after death so it, it i kind of appreciated a little bit more but it was um you know, I, I don't want to say it's tough to recommend, but but I, I think that if you appreciate horror and if you appreciate, um, you know, like some actors, some character actors that probably haven't gotten the recognition that they deserve, it's a it's a it's a fun little movie. You can yeah, do worse. Yeah, you can definitely do worse. So there's there's a little there's if you're a history buff, you know, you you'll appreciate some of the history. Uh, <laughs> annotations they dropped throughout the film regarding world war ii and what was happening at that at that time after the war um yeah i i guess uh, it's the analogy of you know not being able to let go it's the double-edged sword of you know the colonel couldn't let go of his dead wife and the characters couldn't let go of their their past in the war because of the things that they did so it was all about letting go and faith and so, yeah, I mean, it, it can be a thinker if you really want it to be, or it can be a stinker if you're just bored with it. So, yeah, like if you, um, there's a, there's some, some definitely some ghoulish moments in it, but if you're, if you're a gore hound, it's, it's probably not your movie. But I do have a recommendation if you are a gore hound. So, okay. Yeah. What, what is that? Which, you know, I don't, I don't know how much you want to go into this one because you haven't had a chance to see it yet, but this is, I've been geeking out about this movie since I discovered it. And I can't believe that, um, that I haven't, that it hadn't been on my radar until now, but somebody sent me a trailer for this, this, uh, 2011 Italian gore film called Adam Chaplin. And oh, I've been freaking over the moon with it. I haven't had a chance to try it out yet, but I got the DVD today. Oh, right. just, just came today. And, um, it's, I, I watched it online on one of these questionable sites that's trying to give you malware. So don't do that. <laughs> but, um, 
2011, uh, directed by Manuel DeSanti and uh, Guilo DeSanti, which uh, can't be a coincidence that they have the same last name. Um, yeah. And it, it's starring Emmanuel DeSanti, who you can tell spends about eight days a week in the gym, pumping iron, waxing. Right. And um, it's just, if you love uh, stuff like the anime, like Fist of the North Star, and just gonzo bananas crazy shit, like um, think think Manborg or, um, you know, uh, what's another one? Turbo Kid, stuff like that, but with zero irony. There's right. no <laughs> winking at the camera. It's just, it's, it, it's just, it's kind of like the... Uh, it's a 15 year old metalhead sketchbook made into a movie. It's just yeah. this bleak noir, hyper gory. Uh, they, there's a, you know, real kind of bare bones revenge plot, but it's just a vehicle for this dude punching people's heads off and then they explode. <laughs> it's just, it's so cathartic. It's so gory. And it was it's so much fun. I just yeah, loved you- it. You sent me uh you sent me the uh, theatrical trailer and you didn't even explain what it was. You just kind of sent the theatrical trailer and I was like, "Oh, is this like maybe a suggestion for the show or something?" So I watched it expecting to see something, you know, like really cheesy and and it was cheesy, don't get me wrong, but Yeah, it is. The theatrical trailer I mean, I think I came back to you right after I watched it. I said, like, "We got to watch this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I then you told me your story of how you're tr- you kept trying to track it down. You had to get like a VPN and get on these uh, you know these BitTorrent kind of like places to find <laughs> yeah. it, try to pirate it, uh, which we don't recommend, guys. Uh, he uh-huh. did uh, Clay did buy the DVD. He does have the DVD, so yeah, it's legit. Um, but I I'm, I'm not willing to risk my computer for that. So I I think maybe I'll I'll try to get a copy of that DVD or maybe if you can rip a copy for me and <laughs> upload it to <laughs> by the way no one's pirating guys no pirating it's just no yeah, we, we, what what we're actually going to do is I'll watch it and then I'll gift uh Jason a copy that has been legally bought uh, you okay, know I, yeah. I it's so like I'm I'm curious to see how this this thing plays because I bought it off of wall of all places Walmart's website wow. I figured if if it's all jacked up and it's it's some effed up bootleg walmart's gonna give me my money back but yeah. they don't care i, I brought yeah, back yeah. two-year-old items to walmart <laughs> so no, but the, um yeah. like uh funnily enough like when i when i was watching this it had some uncanny parallels to and if you're listening to this you won't be able to see it but luther strode is um one of my favorite uh graphic novels and it's uncannily close to this i don't know if um you know, if if the creator of Luther Strode was influenced by this, or it just happens to be one of those coincidences that yeah. great minds think alike. Um, if you like graphic novels and you like hyper gory martial arts, you know, kind of like uh, you know, uh, Fist of the North Star inspired people getting getting their head <laughs> knocked off with a punch, check out Luther Strode. Yeah, I I, I definitely need. I need I need to watch this movie. It's it's imperative because, like I said, that that one weekend after you showed it to me, I, I was looking everywhere for it. Mm-hmm. And I did see it in DVD form, and I'm like, well, maybe I'll, I'll just wait because I'm not sure. If I, I don't even think I don't have an active DVD player. I have to hook something up, and that would require work for me, and I don't want to do any work. So I don't. Yeah, it's like I mean, we live in a we live in a time where like an actual physical media player is kind of like some old person shit that you don't want. <laughs> It is. <laughs> and 
yeah, so that's that's on the list for sure. Once uh, I can, yeah, I can't wait until you, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what you think of it. I, I'm I'm one of these weirdos that like when I saw Tokyo Gore Police, I couldn't stop talking about it. So oh, yeah. if 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 you're my kind of weirdo, if you if you've got more Guar shirts than you need, if you <laughs> You know, like if you've seen Manborg and everything else that Astron Six is as as pumped out, you'll like Adam Chapman. Cool. Well, let's let's go to one that we both seen. Uh, the Absolutely. one another another one that you recommended to me was uh, the the Irish slash English production called Unwelcome. Ah, yes, yes, Unwelcome. So, um, uh, directed by John Wright, written by Mark Stay and John Wright, and it stars uh, Hannah John Kamen, Douglas Booth, and Colm Meany, which uh, they're leaving out the main people that we need to talk about that are in this movie. That's, okay. it's, 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 it's a, a friggin' smorgasbord of, um, of character actors. Right. Amongst them, most notably, is going to be Christian Nairn, uh, who, who played Hodor. Yeah, and Right. And Cole Meany, who we all recognize from the Star Trek shows. He was, all, he was, he was uh, uh, Engineer O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. And he's been a, a bunch of other stuff, too. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, oh, yeah. He's a great actor, but it was... Um, he was instantly recognizable when I saw him. I was like, oh, yeah, I know who this guy is. Yeah. And, and of course, Christian, too. But um, this was one of those movies that it, it started off because well, one of your comments to me was just like, uh, I, I just wanted to you're the the husband of our protagonist. I guess you would call him a protagonist, too, was just irritatingly horrible. And I didn't get that. I didn't get that sense from the beginning and up until maybe the, the middle part, maybe close to to the somewhere in act two of mm. the story and then i started getting pissed at him so it, it, it we're not talking about the actor himself we're just talking about the the performance and what was written for him it, it was irritating he turned into this you think he turn into like a, a more tough guy as things goes on go on and he turns into a blubbering mass of uh, like impotent flesh just blubbering on the ground well and i kind of i kind of wonder what the filmmaker's intention was with that character like to make him so contemptibly easy to bully like the, our our very first introduction to the character is that your very first introduction to him is that he's a little bit too on he's a little bit too energized and too excited it's it starts off like i i started off wanting to hate the movie because it's like we're pregnant <laughs> yippee is one of those things yeah. i hate that shit well yeah he was uh, consistently overly positive about everything you know that you know i i don't know why we're we're disparaging uh the uh a fictional uh, husband and wife <laughs> who seem to have a, a, a delightful relationship and they've been trying to get pregnant and you know and it turns out she is pregnant and it, it, there's joy all around for everyone yes and, and uh so we have the catalyst for them moving out of the city and moving into this uh, uh country estate where the the husband's aunt had died and i guess left him this property in ireland yeah and that was that was kind of like strike two for me. Strike one was that he got bullied. Okay, actually, it was almost strike three within a very short amount of time because, uh, you know, like, oh, 
he's annoying. And then, you know, they're all happy because we're pregnant. It's just like, okay, we're all, we're, we're to I in, in horror movie bingo. And um, he goes to the liquor store and a couple of hooligans are, are messing with him. And for some reason, it, that, that kind of shit is so triggering for me. I don't know if I want to just, part of me wants to go out and get revenge on every bully that's ever messed with me in school. But it was just like, I just felt rage bubbling in my blood when I saw that happen. And the guy was such a freaking idiot like he just takes it and then when he has the chance to just walk home they're letting him go he turns around and talks shit yeah and then they, <laughs> they invade the home and beat the shit out of everybody and he's such a just an, an intolerable pussy he's just contemptible he's yeah i mean even though he got the shit beat out of him in the house uh he's watching his wife get kicked in the stomach after she just announced she was pregnant and i'm like come on you gotta do something dude you gotta get up I know, you know, quit, quit being a, quit being so bitch made, please. But, well, <laughs> but then, then, go ahead, man, go no, ahead. No, 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 you go, please. Oh, uh, but I, like the very next scene, then what do we get? Oh, we're off to the country to go get our, our cottage that was bequeathed to us by the aunt off screen. I was just like, I hate that fucking premise, man. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the setup to every um, supernatural horror movie that they did in the seventies. It's just. Yeah, the the old uh, the old house that's inherited, uh, and it's it's a, it's a co- common trope throughout horror films. And you know, we, we're we're just met once they move out. They, they think, oh, we'll be safer out in the countryside, and we find out they're not safer out in the countryside than they were in the city because in the countryside there's just as many geeks and freaks ready to uh, do harm to you as well. And 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 the thing that was really aggravating was when they got this. Uh, this family to come and help repair the roof or and uh, redo oh their God. kitchen renovate the kitchen and as soon as all that shit started happening the first thing they started when they started like mouthing off and being disrespectful to the home or not to say that they they just broke in to start working remember they didn't even yeah. knock they didn't even call no. i'd be like nope <laughs> get the fuck out no we're done we're done leave Ow. i'll find someone else i'll pay extra for someone to come out of the county and come in this place and fix it because all the behaviors of this family and the way they all the this husband and his wife just ate shit they just consistently ate their shit oh god damn it and, was annoying yeah and they, i was just they, they just kept eating shit from this this contractor and their family and his family that it, it, it really became it, it angered me too i was getting <laughs> yeah. angry. I was like you gotta do something you can't just sit here and wait for something to happen and that's exactly what happened something yeah what was it about this movie that was like because you can on one hand you can chastise it for being uh just just kind of contrived boilerplate just run of the mill but it was also just like enraging like god damn just stand up for yourself it was just (laughs) yeah just made you mad as hell that that uh that all these people were so rude to the to our protagonist who like the biggest downfall of this movie is that i didn't like any of the well okay i take that back i liked some of the 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 performances i like some of the actors i didn't like any of the characters i love some of the actors some of them are just kind of like um wild side note here is that they they need to start letting uh christian nairn uh, speak a little bit more i mean he's can't be odor forever oh my god dude (laughs) i i was when they when they he just played a, a like this 
dumb character. I mean, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm meaning dumb in like a deaf and dumb character. I don't know if that's yeah. even politically correct to say anymore, but he, I he, think was playing the, he was playing the same goddamn character that he played in Game of Thrones where they weren't giving him any speaking lines. He was getting his ass kicked by everyone around him. And then he when he finally talks, it turns out that he's just as big as asshole as his fucking family is. <laughs> yeah, he's he's friggin' Chester the molester over here. When you, yeah, you know. but um, I, you know, and what's in what's frustrating about that is that the guy's a musician. He's um he's a learned man, and he's a good actor, and he's 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 articulate, you know, and he's got like a a, a pleasant speaking voice. Like, yeah. let him have some fucking lines for yeah. Christ's sake. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they're thinking with that with, uh, you know, I haven't seen anything else really with him in it. Maybe I have. I just can't remember. But that that popped in my head, too, when I first saw him and I thought, oh, they're going to do something different with Christian. He'll have a speaking part now. And then when he didn't speak, I was like, fuck me. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, well, and I, basically, it's Cole. It's Cole Meany's movie. He eats scenery like Pac Man in this. Yeah, thing. he just chews it up. Dude. <laughs> One of my favorite things he kept saying was just "Call me Daddy." <laughs> Where he insists that people call him Daddy. Like, yeah. no, man, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> But I, I will say, like, the one of the better things that were in this movie were the red caps, the little people. Um, yeah, what, which is, is, we've spent all this time talking about this movie. It's like, oh, by the way, the oh, only by the way. reason to watch it is because there's monsters in it that are really awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we've just bitching and shitting on this thing. But uh, we there are really cool monsters. It's definitely a creature feature um, for anyone who likes that kind of stuff. And uh, the, what they did, they, they call them red caps. They're making fun of the leprechaun myth just a little bit. Uh, they call them the fur de rig or something like that. And they're basically the fae. They're the they're the yeah. wee folk of the forest uh, kind yeah. of nonsense. And uh, you know, it, it was cool to see how I, I didn't I didn't look at the, any kind of behind the scenes on how they did these little people and how they uh, animated them, whether it was pure CGI or if they had little people dress up or um, forced perspective, what was going on. But I thought they did an excellent job. Oh, it was makeup effects. What um it, it immediately brought back memories of uh what what's the film that, that I'm trying to say? the gate gate oh yeah the gate yeah Stephen Dorff yeah the gate that was another one of those movies that I remember having kind of the same reaction to it as a kid I, I'd probably be a lot more critical of it now you know, yeah there was a lot of stop motion it. animation um, when it came to the little demon monsters in that one. Yeah, but I recall as a as a kid, I was maybe early teens when I saw that movie. When the monsters show up, I was really impressed. The movie kind of redeemed itself, and Unfollow had the same impact on me. It was it redeemed itself somewhat when yeah <laughs> when the when the monsters show up. We we almost bring up the monsters as a footnote, so the annoying characters are definitely front and center. But you know, it was. Um, and it's weird, dude. I don't know if this if if this is your takeaway from it, but as much as I'm bitching about it, yeah, see it. It was fun, you yeah, know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, people get aggravated. There's some scenes that'll anger you, you know, just like that. And I think that was meant meant to be. It's supposed to. I don't know. It's supposed to elicit some kind of reaction, and definitely got that reaction from us. But um, I'm not sure if that's the reaction the filmmaker wanted. But hell, maybe it was. You know, that these people were just weak ass. Um, city folk that are trying to live out in the country uh, to get a, escape from city life. Um, I did enjoy Hannah 
Hannah's performance as Maya in the movie. Uh, yeah. She's pregnant. She's supposed to be pregnant this whole time. She's being more of a, a trooper than her wimpy ass husband. Oh. Um, and she's running, but she got kicked in the stomach, still had the, still could give birth, you know, or still could get pregnant and uh, traipsing through the woods and, you know, handling situations with a plum. And meanwhile, the <laughs> husband is just put on the back burner. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you're kind of hoping for the little people just to grab him up too, but yeah, take him. Take him. I did. They. I think that they want the kid. No, take him. Take him. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we'll exchange him. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's he's he, he's be much better to have him. But yeah, I, um, you know, like I I don't want to speak for the filmmaker, but I I imagine the dialogue would be like, well, did you enjoy it? And I'd say, yeah, I did. I had a good time. I mean, it may be it it kind of got under my skin, but um, yeah. Whether that, like I said, whether like whether that was the intent, you know, with the characters, but um, yeah, overall, I say hell yeah, give it a give it a watch. Uh, you'll be you'll be glad to see the the characters that deserve their comeuppance get their comeuppance. Yeah, and uh, you'll be angry that the character that you should think get a comeuppance never got his comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> so to uh, to kind of sum it up, uh, influencer and Brooklyn Forty Five, which you can see both of those on Shutter. I believe you can see Unfollow on Shutter also. Um, do you recall offhand? Unfollow, unwelcome, you mean? Unwelcome. I'm sorry. Yeah. Unwelcome. Yeah, yeah. Well, unwelcome's on Shutter, Shutter as well. So Shutter, um, we expect our dividends. And um, <laughs> Adam Chaplin, good luck. You know, I, I like. Yeah. I don't even know if this DVD is going to play correctly. I haven't put it in in my my PlayStation yet. I'm afraid to, but I'm going. I'm <laughs> just, going to. It affects your PlayStation with its own virus from a hard copy of Adam. Yeah, Chaplin. like all I can do is just watch just just loops of Adam Chaplin uh, just punching people's heads off. But if you can get a copy of that and you like um, you like insane Gonzo shit like that, check that out or go on YouTube. Check out the trailer. You know? Yeah. Definitely check out that trailer. All right, guys, until next time, this is Cinematic Suffering. I'm Jason. I'm Clay. Peace. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Rah!